In this video, you will discover five fearful avoidant attachment signs, symptoms and treatments from fearful avoidant childhood. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man method and it's super important to know about this because the fearful avoidant attachment style is an adult attachment style that is characterized by really staying away from relationships, right? I mean, eventually they also want a relationship too, but they also are really afraid of intimacy. So let's actually roll through some of the symptoms, we're gonna talk about five today, that are really showing you that you either are a fearful avoidant attachment style or that you are dealing or dating a fearful avoidant attachment styles. So, symptom number one is avoiding conflict. So look, you know that you're dealing with a fearful avoidant when they were trying, when they're really, really trying to avoid conflict, right? They're sort of becoming like going into the shell. You know, you can see them like almost like retreating, right? So we're just like leaning into the energy, asking you more questions, engaging you in that sort of like dialogue, right? They're doing the opposite. They're sort of withdrawing completely, cutting you off, right? And of course, part of it is because it's like, it's high touch, you know, when you have conflict, there's there's like, there's touch, there's it's intimacy, there's heat. The avoidant, it goes a little bit more towards being cool and cold, right? So anything that causes that heat, he's, he's sort of like shying or she's so shying away from, right? So something to really keep in mind. Symptom number two is difficulty trusting others. Now, you have to understand what actually happens to a fearful avoidant attachment style, right? Because like they don't have that response from their primary caregiver that they should have gotten in childhood. So look, what happens if we as little children think we should be treated a certain way, right? We should be, our emotional needs should be met in a certain way, our physical needs should be met in a certain way, we should be taken care of, and we're not. Well, you actually go through two stages. The first stage is actually seeing, okay, wait a minute, right? My parents are the gods, so if my assumption that they should be treating me a certain way is not true, then I can't trust myself, right? Like something around my assumption is not true. Something around my worldview is not in alignment with reality, right? There's a disconnect. And then in response to that, we also stop trusting other people as well. Now, how that shows up in dating is in a couple different ways. For one, like this man doesn't share a lot about himself or, or, or she doesn't, right? So there's not like this, like, listen, this is what happened to me in childhood. And he's not like going that deep into it because you know, he has really sort of like, I can't trust you, right? Like, I can't let you fully in. I need to keep you sort of like a little bit at a distance, right? And so that's pretty important to know, to not take it personal, to actually just know, and also know what you're getting yourself into, right? That this person actually takes some time to learn to trust himself or herself. And how to do that is in one of my other videos on how to trust yourself. So, 
Symptom number three is seeking out, so there's this tendency to seek out false and partners or friends so they can have an excuse to end the relationship, right? So there's sort of like this highly critical, right? Like, you know, your butt is too big, you know, you're not smart enough, right? You're late again. So there's this constant sort of like criticizing, right? So a lot of women think that um, those avoidance are narcissists even, right? Because there's so much about like everything is wrong, you're never good enough, right? And the reason why is because secretly they want you to break up with them. Now, why is that? Well, they're afraid of intimacy, right? Remember what I said before, right? The closer you get, the harder it gets, the warmer it gets, the more it melts. So imagine this, imagine you're like a piece of metal and you go into the oven, what happens? You start melting, right? And so the avoidant is really, really afraid of melting because once you melt, you lose your form. Once you melt, you sort of lose your identity, you lose control and all those other things, right? Those protective mechanisms that the avoidant has developed over the years he's going to lose. So he's really afraid of that. So he's like, no, 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 no. Let me pull myself out of the oven, right? The, the, like, right? The metal cools and it goes back to um, like a solid shape, right? So this illusion that yes, he still has his personality. Yes, he's still in control. Yes, or so on. Or if it's you watching this right now, right? As a woman, um, that I definitely have an aspect of that inside of myself as well, right? That's oftentimes called the runner stage, right? Where like a lot of people just like out of like not so reasonable reasons, um, start to like just really steer the pot and, and really starting to cause a lot of friction in the relationship and sometimes becoming a bitch or becoming a jerk just out of nowhere. So this is why, right? And symptom number four is really about withdrawing from relationships when things get too intimate and too emotional. So I already talked about this before, right? So it's like, you know, emotions are not safe. So you have to keep that in mind for a fearful, avoidant, emotions are not safe. So guess what? The closer I get to emotions, the unsafer I am. So why in the world would I get closer to emotions, right? Like, no, you're obviously not going to get closer to emotions. Right, so what you do is like you're just trying to stay on the surface, so you're not going really deep, or as as soon as you have reached a certain level of sort of, sort of emotional intimacy, so may, you may have shared something, you may have like a vulnerability hangover, like you actually retreat, right? So you may have shared something. So how that looks like again in dating is you may have shared something on a date, something vulnerable, and now. Like you may not get back to that person for like a week and just keep your distance, right? So you're just sort of like this, this withdrawing energy, right? I need my own space again. I need to be in control again. I gave some of me away and I need to find enough of an, of an autonomy, of an independence again inside of myself to feel safe, right? So that's really um, super, super common. And um, it's really something to pay attention to, right? Because like, again, to not take it personal, you're dealing with a fearful avoidant and also navigate like what kind of conversations are you having and being prepared that when you're dealing with a fearful avoidant, like, you know, that he may distance himself 
for a little while um, after after talking about that, right? So that's why I always also say don't go too deep in the first conversations. Um, and also, if you are fearful avoidant, you're just knowing that about yourself to be like, okay, like maybe I can navigate this because I don't have to withdraw so much that I still feel good about myself. And symptom number five is being unpredictable. Now we talk a lot about, when we talk about the avoidant attachment style, we talk a lot about inconsistency, right? Like, you know, sometimes he texts you at five in the morning, then you don't hear from him for a week, right? And he like pops up um, at 8 p.m. at night and it's like, oh, hey, um, do you want to have drinks, right? So inconsistency, unpredictability, he could just blow up at a moment's notice, right? He could just disappear another moment's notice. So those are the ghosters of, um, of the man that you're dating, right? Or you may be ghosting. You may be like, I don't know. There may be like there's this part inside of me, and I like I just feel like I just kind of like just want to drop off. I just want to kind of hang up and uh, pretend our connection got like interrupted or something like that, right? Or just like oh, I just want to pretend I went to the wrong place. Um, I I don't really want to go or whatever the case may be, right? So there's this unpredictability because it's also sort of this variety. Because remember, the more predictability is, the more consistency there is, the more intimacy is. So the more predictable unpredictability is, the more freedom, right? The more space, the more independence. And so again, um, if you need unpredictability and you are a fearful avoidant, I highly recommend like weaving that into your life, you know, like how can you weave variety into your own life? So I do that for myself, for example, and weave that into my own life, you know, take different drives home, eat different kinds of foods, travel to different kinds of places, um, do things in different kind of order. So you can do many different things to create that unpredictability for yourself. Um, if you're dating somebody who's more unpredictable, it's like creating space and talking about like, what does that mean to them? Um, how can I feel safer and so on and so forth. All right, so we are at the end of this particular video. So, of course, we have the question of the day. Which of these five fearful avoidant attachment symptoms do you recognize in yourself? Or, some, or of course, someone else, someone else you're dating. And how will you change your approach moving forward? Now, look, if you like this video, like it, share it, and so, of course, subscribe to my channel and check out my Magnetize Your Man quiz and see what's sort of missing inside of uh, yourself that's not quite aligned, that's not quite congruent, that has you attract a certain kind of man into your life, that has you struggle with trust issues, attracting emotionally unavailable men, and so much more. Look, this is it for today. I'm Antje Boyd, your host. I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.